This is The Straight Dope, Episode 65, Target Acquisition. Before I get started, I wanted to remind you that if you like the podcast and want to support it, head over to riflecraft.com and grab a subscription. You get increased analytics, you get emails from me weekly, sometimes a couple times a week, with drills, thoughts, tests, and so on and so forth. Uh, I answer questions much faster to subscribers, and you help support the podcast. So even if you don't use the website or do the drills or do the logging and take advantage of all that stuff, you help this podcast and you're voting with your wallet to keep it around because it's something that you want to support financially. If you don't, I have picked up a sponsorship for the podcast from a few companies. But today, I'm going to tell you about AccuFire. AccuFire makes a lot of cool shit. They make scopes and they're affordable. I have not broken them. I have not really found any flaws with them. And what I want you to do right now is just go to their website, AccuFireTech.com, and look at their products. They have been primary and secondary sponsors at most of the matches that I've gone to this year. They have given scopes to shooters with crappy gear. They do a lot of cool stuff. They're cool guys, and they're supporting the podcast. And I personally picked some of their optics up off of prize tables at competitions that I did well at to test them so that I could say, kind of maintaining my own integrity, whether I like them or not, I like them. They do good stuff. Go check out their website and look at their product line to see if that might fit your budget and needs. I really haven't found any mechanical or functional issues with their scopes. And in that regard, they function and perform at the level of even the more expensive ones that I use. So check it out. If you come to a competition, I will have one on me or with me, either on my rifle or in my pack. And uh, that's that. So I'm going to jump right into it, but I'm going to uh, mention those scopes because I used one this weekend showing people how to get on targets faster. Target acquisition. There's a couple things that we're always going to do with our rifles. And, well you know, we're going to send a projectile out expecting to hit it. In order to do that, you need to know a couple things, right? You need to know the velocity of that bullet. You need to know the distance that the target is from you. And then, you know, have a pretty good idea what the wind's doing. But knowing how fast something's going, you can calculate the time of flight. The time of flight is determined by the speed and the distance. And then, you factor in the bullet drop based on gravity and a little bit of drag. You can get that bullet there very quickly. But there's a couple things that you need to be able to do. You need to be able, to, you know, essentially to know how far that thing is. You need to know some of the basic information about your projectile. You have to have a zeroed optic or, you know, understand the holdover that you might need to get it there. And then there's a time element and time element induces stress. It does a lot of things, but that thing doesn't always just stand there, right? It's not necessarily a piece of steel waiting for you to take a shot at it sometime in the next day or two. So making all of those decisions in a limited context of time means that the more time you save getting on target, the more you'll be able to do some of those finer tuned things. So getting on target is an element that is important no matter what we're doing. 
And you might think to yourself, well, shit, I got that. In fact, I would say that 99% of people I interact with, when you say, all right, you know, here's what we're going to do to get on target, they're going to roll their eyes at you and act like they can do it you know, as fast as the fastest shooter out there. But when you watch people, it becomes very, very clear that there is a huge discrepancy between shooters on their ability to get on target, just getting it on, putting their crosshair on the thing that they intend to, not necessarily shooting at that point, but the time it takes to get their crosshair onto that target. This is something that can be trained dry fire, right? When I talk about dry fire, I usually don't talk about pulling the trigger dry fire. In fact, I think that's a little bit silly, but I do think that dry fire has a huge place in all of our training, and this is one of those contexts. If you build a position and then get on a target, especially a target that isn't just, you know, doesn't have a huge billboard backer and, you know, flat terrain so that it's very easy to get towards, if it's something that's hidden. In fact, I do this out of my window at, at vents and rooftop markers and things that kind of blend in or are harder to find uh, and, and, and harder to see with my naked eye, but I set landmarks. But getting on target fast is something that costs people, certainly in competitions, hunting, and it, you name it, the application, we have to be able to get onto our target fast. But it's something that costs everybody time at competitions, and, and I'm generally watching them at competitions. It's something that you can practice and probably should practice more than other things. I've seen some tricks. Right? The easiest thing is to just start with your rifle scope on a lower magnification. I have been shooting more and more around 8 to 10x the whole time. Like I don't, I don't get on target and then zoom in. I just keep it low, and I just leave it there. Um, but when I do that, I typically dial elevation and wind because I'm not going to pay attention to the tiny little hash marks on a, a front focal plane or first focal, I don't, I'm not sure what the correct terminology, you hear front and first, uh, but, but you know, as you, as you zoom out, your reticle gets, uh, the subtensions get smaller and smaller. As I do that, I become more interested in dialing my elevation and dope. You don't have to do that at all. I'm just telling you personally that people see me go back and forth. I feel like I'm multi-dexterous with techniques now. I've been practicing a lot of all sorts of techniques, dialing elevation, holding elevation, dialing wind, holding wind, and then various combinations of those things. Maybe dialing one target and holding the rest and so on and so forth. I think that when it comes to getting on target, it is helpful to have it on a lower magnification because you have a bigger field of view for what you're trying to index from. But before you even touch your rifle, getting an idea of where it is and having landmarks in the vicinity is helpful because that can help zero you in. So what I do, and something that I think would help most people out there, is to put on low magnification. Pick something out, like a rock or a rooftop uh, vent or a sign, something that isn't just sitting on a flat square range and... And, and you're just basically putting your rifle pointing down that range, and the only thing that you could see is your particular target, make it harder and harder and harder. And do this with the dry fire systems, the like the DFATs and the posters and the pictures that they have of those targets. But I think something where you have a broader field of view and you're honing in something specifically, I think that, that um, you know, a technique John Pinch told me about were build and break drills where you set a timer, you build your position, and you get on target, and you get the reticle there. I don't care so much about breaking the trigger. I do care about building a position that has no wobble. And most of us should be able to build a position where the reticle isn't moving on the target. 
because we're shooting with bags, right, or a tripod. But build your position. So pick pick an object that's very small, right? Maybe one MOA, right? Don't say, okay, I'm going to get on that dump truck that's 500 yards away. Pick something that's small that's one MOA that if you look at it with binoculars, you can see it. But when you look at it with the naked eye, it's, it's, you can see it having looked through binoculars. But it's challenging. So you index off of things to try to get close. Then build a position from scratch. Build that position from scratch because your eyes and attention have come off that object. You've deployed your tripod to a specific height. You put the bag on it. And then you look by eye back to the index references. You might, you might have lost the target, but you have the index that you have. You point your rifle in that specific direction. And then, you know, most people either come up or down because if you can get the barrel, the bore of the rifle in the direction, right? Not, you don't have left, right. It's just up, down. If your eye, your shooting eye, your dominant eye, if you're looking through, I mean, most of us are, if we're, Right-handed, we're looking through the scope with our right eye. So, so, and, and I'm left-eye dominant, but I look through the scope with my right eye. I use my right eye over the turrets, and I drop down, I get a sight picture, and I know either I'm on the target or I have to come up to the target. And it's never out of my field of view. I don't have to go left-right to find a target. I can do that very fast, and it's, a, it's one of the strengths that I've always had, and I think it comes from rock climbing, where you have to kind of visually memorize where the holds are and look around and be able to put your hands and feet and eyes and know exactly that you know what it is that you're looking at, and then remember all the things that they look like, you know, the grips and the footholds as you go up, and and then being able to walk two cliffs and routes on the ground through the woods and doing the land navigation stuff that that you know I have done a lot. I think that's helpful in terms of just visually being able to get a rifle on target. But I do think that it's a skill that can be learned. I don't, you know, we're not born capable of doing this. So I do think the more you practice this, the faster that you'll get. I still think you're probably thinking, I'm shit hot at this. So my challenge to you, to all you listeners, is, you know, this is dry fire, right? Make sure that your rifle is clear. Make sure, find a place where you can go safely and not have the cops called on you or whatever. But... Try yourself. Try standing there with your stuff not deployed, finding an object that's one MOA in size or two MOA in size, but not bigger, not terribly huge, but not something that's super easy for you to see with your naked eye until somebody points it out to you on binoculars. And then do a build and break drill, right? Or a build and get the crosshairs in a stable, non-moving position and time how long it takes you to do that. At a competition where you have two minutes to, to be able to get on target, um, yeah, you might not have to build and deploy your tripod and so on and so forth, but I think that there's probably time hacks that you, you, know, you should probably see. I think that an average shooter is going to be able to build a position and get on target in like 45 seconds. That's what I, I'm, I'm just making that number up from the things that I've seen. But an average shooter should probably be able to build, you know, have that, you know, index it. You know exactly where you're going to build your position. You know exactly what's going to happen. But, but then deploying your tripod up to a position where you have, to, you have to mess with it. If all you have to do is open the legs, obviously it's going to be faster, right? It's going to be 30 seconds. But if you're going to deploy it to standing or deploy it to a height where you have to f- mess with the legs and then get a bag on it 
and then get on your rifle and then get on the target. I think, you know, 45 seconds is probably a pretty average time. 45 seconds. Competitive time, sub 30 seconds, right? Elite time uh, with the actual building of the position, we're talking about 20 seconds, 15, 20 seconds. If it's just throw your bag down, throw your rifle down, drop, you know, into any position, prone, kneeling, stay. If you, all you have to do is just, if you're just standing there and you just plop your bag down, plop your rifle down, get on target, an elite time is probably five seconds. Right? You should be able to get prone and on target in five seconds. We're talking about elite, though, but those are the spectrums. I have seen a lot of shooters spend two minutes looking for a target and never finding it. Now, I'm not talking about mental mistakes of, you know, there's, there's four targets in a line and you get in the wrong one because they're each kind of strategically just a field of view out of sight from one another and you think it's one and it's the, that's, a, that's a mental mistake of indexing the wrong thing. But when it comes to building and breaking or building and getting that stable sight picture, you know, you should be performing. And if you're an average shooter, you know, try to aim for that 45-second time on a one or two MOA target hidden out with no sight backer, marker, index, you know, berms. If you're, if you're just indexing on a 400-yard berm, that's going to be fast, right? I'm talking about taking a Where's Waldo poster. You know where Waldo is, right? You found Waldo. You know where he is in that poster and then using a DFAT to get on Waldo after building a position, right? You know where he is, but he's not necessarily going to jump out at you. And you have to have indexes, like he's by the fat guy in the striped shirt and the fat lady in the striped shirt and below the umbrella and above the water noodle or whatever. Like you, you have those markers to kind of get yourself on there. Or, you know, the, the vents that I look for, the chimneys and the vents and the antennas, you know, I'm going to go to something that's, you know, I know where it is, I see it, but it would be easy to get confused because it's a sea of rooftops or a hillside of rocks, and here's the one that I'm going for. I'm trying to be long-winded because I think that we all overestimate our ability, and when I go out and watch other people, you know, A, it becomes very clear that this is a skill that most shooters are lacking in, right? And what I mean lacking in is, yeah, you can get on target, but you're way the fuck too slow, and you should practice it. Oh, yeah, well, I could practice other things. Why practice other things if you can't get on target? Right? You don't need to go practice shooting if the context of your shooting happens in a time frame shorter than your ability. Like, let's get on target first. If we can't get on target in the time frame of the thing that we want to do, practicing shooting isn't going to help us. You'd be the best shooter in the world, but if your time hack is shorter than your ability level, you're never going to get a chance to prove that you're the best shooter. Right? So getting on target is great. Low power magnification, very important. I have seen people index red dot sites so that either, you know, they index the red dot site before they grab their site picture. That's awesome, right? That's a really cool trick. We can't all do that, but if you struggle with it or you don't want to, and, and, and like the elite shooters, they might say like, well, shit, that would take too much time. But they're already doing it in five seconds, right? They're already building and breaking shots, sub 20 with a build and break on a tripod at what, you know, something where they have to adjust it. Like those, that, that's not the crowd I'm talking to. I'm talking to the crowd that, that isn't top 10 in a national match. Right? I'm talking to the population that 
that that can't do do that, right? And so I'm saying if it helps you to get a red dot, a reflex sight, something like that, that your eye wide open looking at the thing, you put the red dot on it first before you grab your sight picture. If you're doing it in, in 120 seconds, fishing around, fishing around, fishing around, this could make the difference in over a minute, right? Maybe even over 90 seconds of, of time that you're saving to get on target. That is humongous. And yeah, you might be spending a few hundred dollars more to rig your rifle up with a red dot to index, but is, getting on, is, is taking a shot on a two-minute stage or not even taking a shot, is that worth $300? Probably, because you probably spent you know, 1000 2000 bucks to go to the match. I would, I would say that's worth it. Red dots help. Dry firing helps. Knowing your index points and practicing and memorizing and being able to create a mental picture of it's here and then it's there. It's here and then it's there. And seeing it for yourself, looking through binoculars, looking through your, you know, with by eye naked, and then being able to index your rifle off of it and practicing that over and over is going to give you more time for the shot stuff. It's going to give you more time for the shot process. And so even though we all want to be one-hole shooters, there's so much that we can do to buy time for the shooting part. And this is one of those things that buys you time to shoot slower. So the faster that you can do all of this, the more time you have for the shooting. Now, I'm not saying on a 120-second stage with 10 shots to finish in 60 seconds. I'm saying finish, you know, at 115 seconds, you know, with maybe five seconds left. Get on target super fast so that you can have all the other time to make sure that your shot process is right, so that your trigger squeeze is perfect, so that your dope's right, so that you're holding the wind, so that you're looking for all the things that you need to look for. You have no wobble. The faster that you can do all the admin stuff, and I and I I consider getting a sight picture admin. The faster you do that, and the more consistently you do that, the more time you'll have to shoot. The more time you have to shoot, the better shooter you'll be because you'll have time to look for all that stuff, and you won't feel rushed. If you're panicking looking for a target and you just can't find it, and you can't find it, and you're looking and you're panicking and you're swinging and you can't just you just can't do that. It's going to be very hard to calm down when it comes time to pull the trigger and you get the you get the shot. You see what I'm saying? You're basically inducing stress on yourself in a stage format or a hunting format that's already a little stressful. But the faster you get that sight picture, the more time you're going to have to relax and not stress or de-stress. Go through your shot process and break a good shot and start accumulating points. I felt like... I saw a lot of that over the last few matches. And in fact, there was a target I couldn't find looking into the sun. There was glare. It was just really hard to see the hillside, and I couldn't find the target, and I timed out. I had shot it once before, but I had to change positions and the angle and the sun coming right in your face, like right in front of you. Like I could see the sun in my scope looking for the target just below the sun. It wasn't a sunshade issue or a it was just coming right in my scope. There was dust all over the place and I just couldn't find my target. So I understand what it's like. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I am saying that when you look at the spectrum of shooters, it's an overlooked skill set that people often overestimate their speed and ability at. And the better you get at that, the more time you'll have for everything else.
So go test yourself and tell me whether you're in that bracket of 45 seconds average, 30 seconds good, 20 seconds elite, or if you're just doing the, you know, turbo drop a bag, drop the rifle, can you do it in five seconds in any position? I would say average, just build and break in that context. I'm just going to make up numbers, but I would say 15 seconds is average, right? 10 seconds is is good, and, and you know, five seconds is probably elite with just drop a bag, drop your rifle, get on target, pull the trigger. Um, but the more complicated, more interesting ones involve deploying your shit deploying your shit, not just open the legs and, and shoot, um, but fiddling with your equipment, getting on target in, um, in a sea of things that could lose you in terms of getting on target, right? So make sure that what you're looking at isn't a six-foot-by-six-foot six object, right? It needs to be something that kind of blends in, and it's about two M away. So get back to me. Let me know what your standards are. And um, don't let it discourage you. It should encourage you because this is a skill set that if you raise the bar, you will perform better across the board, I think, because it gives you more time to do the things that are important. This is important. I mean, absolutely, it's important. But the shooting part, you need more time. You need less stress. The better you get at this, the more time you'll have, the less stress you'll have. So try it. Check it out. Get back to me.